would you say that ayahuasca saved your life? No, stop drinking saved my life. Okay. Not quitting drinking saved my life. Ayahuasca yeah. helped me find out who I was. Wow. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to RG3 and the Ones presented by Way Sports and Entertainment. I'm your host, Mr. Robert Griffin III, a.k.a. RG3. Some of you may know me as the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Baylor University. Others of you may know me as a Pro Bowl Rookie of the Year quarterback for the Washington Commanders. But this week, I was Andre 3000's doppelganger. Now, that's not really true, guys. I was honestly Harry Potter, a.k.a. Robert Gryffindor. But there were some fans out there that were popping up some pictures on Twitter and on social media talking about how I actually looked like Andre 3000 attending Gryffindor. And I'm not going to lie, guys, it's pretty funny. It's really funny. And Andre 3000 is a legend. So compare me to him saying I look like him, which I've heard for my entire life, by the way. I am honored. And one day I hope we can get him on this show and we can have a conversation with him. That would be pretty, pretty cool. Outcast, you know, come on now. Come on to the show, guys. Come on now. But here we are at RG3 in the Ones, and we're going to have new episodes dropping every single Thursday. So we need you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure you follow us on social media at RG3 and the Ones. Again, guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We will be there and follow us at RG3 and the Ones on all of our social media accounts. All right, guys, coming up on this episode, we're going to talk about the quarter bounce backs. You understand like quarter bounce backs, right? We had a couple QBs that really went out there and did their thing. So I'm talking about Joe Shiesty, a.k.a. Joe Burrow, a.k.a. Joey Burr. He had a really nice game going up against the San Francisco 49ers vaunted defense. Got him back in the thick of things. We also got Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Russell Wilson had himself a nice little bounce back game against the Kansas City Chiefs, who actually have a top five defense. So, you know, maybe it's time we we get back to saying, you know, Broncos country, country, let's ride. Also, we're going to talk about Justin Herbert. Some people think of him as a social media quarterback. You know, he puts up all these great stats and they haven't been winning as many games. Uh, But I'm going to tell you why, you know, he has not been the reason that they've been losing and also how they got back into the rhythm of everything with an added addition of a guy that is an alumnus of this show, Austin Eckler at running back scoring touchdowns like we know he can. All right, guys. But first, the one joining me on this episode. Oh, I'm so excited about this. He's the one that was my former teammate. He's been really killing it in the NFL for a long time now. And he's probably the one that could run through a table. I'm talking about the one and only Mr. Jordan Poyer. And before I really introduce him completely to you guys, let me just read off some of the things this man has done. Going into this season, 706 tackles, 24 interceptions. I'm talking about first team all pro in 2021. This man is the starting safety for the Buffalo Bills, and he's been there since 2017. Although he was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in 2013, he was with the Browns for a few years. He was voted to a Pro Bowl in 2022. And he had 63 tackles and four interceptions in 12 games. I'm talking about the one and only, the leader of that Bills Mafia defense, Jordan Poyer. Welcome to the show, my brother. Hey, man, I appreciate that introduction, brother, man. It's a blessing to be be here, bro. Thank you for having me on here. Hey, man, you know, we were talking, but, you know, before you came on and and the bottom line is this is a conversation and it's a conversation I've been wanting to have with you honestly, for for quite a long time. So I'm blessed to be able to have this forum. 
But before we really dive deep into this, you know, this is your seventh season, I believe, with the Buffalo Bills. Yes, you gotta, sir. Yes, you got to tell me, man, have you have you been put through a table yet? Oh, no. I'll leave that. I'll leave that up to the crazy Bills Mafia, man. I ain't been put through no table yet. Maybe maybe when I retire and I come back for a game, I'll do something like that. But, man, I'll leave that up to the Bills Mafia, man. They are wild, man. They they do they do that thing on Sundays when they get ready for the games. It's crazy. Yeah, man, they they are wild. But, you know, I know you guys feel the love and the respect from them every single home game. It's like a completely different atmosphere. But before we dive too much into this year. I don't know if you know this, but your first career game was actually against me in Washington. It was. I know. I know it. Yep. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. You, you, yeah. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember it like yesterday, bro. I remember it like yesterday, bro. It was a crazy game. That was a crazy, crazy game. It really was a crazy game. You know, you guys won the game 33-27. Um, I ended up throwing for 329 yards, but like crazy. what people don't yeah. realize is uh, I threw two interceptions. It was my first game back coming from the, uh, coming back from the ACL injury. But you guys yep. were beating us thirty three to seven in the third quarter. Yes, right? it yes. was it was crazy. <laughs> and and yes. I don't I don't know how y'all felt on y'all side, but I know for our defense, this was the first year for Chip Kelly uh, being in Philly. Our right. defense was on the oxygen after the first quarter. Like y'all yeah. were going so fast on offense, it was crazy. Just talk about you know how was that experience? Your first NFL game, uh, you know, being drafted to Philly. Yeah, I believe that was a Monday night game, wasn't it? Uh, I started at nickel, and uh, Brandon Boykin, I think, came out and started at corner. Yep. I think Kerry Williams was hurt, um, and so he, so I ended up starting at nickel. And you're right, we were up, you know, 33 to seven in the in the third, and y'all ended up coming back. It was ended up being a crazy game. We did end up winning. I just remember the first game, first play of the game when Mike Vick dropped back and threw the deep post to to Deshaun Jackson on like the first play of the game. He like play action and just sat back in his little sweet lefty throw just throwing it 70 yards down the field and hit him in stride but um, I mean to, to think you know that's where we were 11 years ago and like here we are now man I mean it's just it's truly a blessing like it's truly a blessing to be here talking to you Brian I, just somebody who uh, you know inspires me to just be the best version of myself bro because you know we were a team we were played against each other then we ended up yep. being teammates man and, and look at us now man we're here just both just having successful careers on and off the field man so I couldn't be more proud of you bro and just you're somebody that continues to inspired me to just do better man so thank you bro for real i appreciate you having me on here oh man listen this is, see yeah don't do that bro because I'm, I'm dead ass though i mean you know, full circle man it's just, it's full circle man it's crazy you know and it's it's funny because all of our life experiences uh you know have led us to this moment you know absolutely every, everything that we've both been through in our entire lives uh and we were in cleveland together for that year uh, has led us to this moment where we can appreciate everything that we have been through and also push it Absolutely. forward. Like one, of the, one of the goals of this show is to allow people to get a peek inside of the players and, and really become that one-on-one person in their own life. Like this isn't a gotcha moment. Right. You know, we, we just trying to have good life conversations, good football Absolutely. conversations. And I know that you can certainly have one of those today. So before we dive deeper into the, to the story of like how you got started uh, with football and, and everything in general, just give me a little bit of update on like what you guys have been going through this season in Buffalo with the ups and the downs. Like, how have you been able to remain steady? 
Yeah, you know, it seems like uh, that's just going to be the name of this year, right? It seems like every every team around the league is just going to have to deal with that, and it's going to come down to who can deal with it the best, who can maybe not turn one loss into two losses, because yep. it just seems like, you know, each and every week you go into a game, there's nobody that you can overlook. You know, each and every week it's really, you know, it's every given Sunday. And so, right. um, and, and, you know, we had we, we had a little bumpy road at, at the beginning of the season, but you see how the year's played out. Every, it's going to happen everywhere, and we just got to really take one week at a time we're a good football team we know we're a good football team when we can put it all together and it's just like i said just continue to take that one week at a time approach and it seems like that's the way the league's kind of been trending over the last right. couple of years you know it hasn't there's not been one team that's just kind of ran away with the AFC <laughs> or ran away with the nfc you know it's just kind of always came down to the last couple games of the season and so you just keep fighting and uh and keep preparing and you know trusting the process trusting our team trusting the guys around us and you know we know we'll be fine in the end if we just keep trusting ourselves yeah, you know, you you talk about that that journey as a team, like for you guys in Buffalo, there's some people that say, oh, you know, the championship window's gone or whatever, but it feels like y'all have been in that championship window for quite some time now, and mm-hmm. you have all these great quarterbacks in the AFC. You're talking about Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and of course, Josh Allen. From your own experience, do you feel like the AFC has the strongest quarterbacks in the NFL? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you <laughs> throw in Tua in there too I mean you just, there you go guys guys that just can play at a high level you know each and every week um and you know each and every time you play any one of those guys you have to play extremely well to win and um and, and that's not taking away anything that anybody else does around the league but you know those guys are 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 those are the top quarterbacks in the league and, and yeah. you know they see things that other other quarterbacks don't they can make plays with their arm with their feet um and you know some, sometimes run you over sometimes jump over you so um uh it's just it's it's uh it's tough to play quarterbacks when when when, you know they have that ability and so um we're lucky to have one on our team and so we know that he's just going to lead us each and every week and you know us on defense we got to find ways even better to get uh get him the ball back on on offense yeah you know right now you know the quarterback you're talking about josh allen uh, he leads the league in t- total touchdowns. He's got 22 Absolutely. of those bad boys. You know, he had the shoulder injury that he's kind of shucking off. And I always say with Josh, he puts on the cape like all the time for, for the team. And there's got to be like better ways to like m- help him not put the cape on. Mm-hmm. But just how much confidence does Josh give you guys on the defensive side, knowing that, you- listen, man, if we, well, it's not like we're taking any, any plays off or we're not trying hard. But mm-hmm. in, in those moments when it's like, dang, man, we just gave up 14, like, you know that he can bring it back and all you got to do is keep moving on to the next play. Like, how does that help you as a defense in your mindset? Absolutely. Um I mean, and it goes, it goes kind of in both ways in the sense of like, yeah, okay, you might give up, you know, seven on the opening drive and right. it's okay. You know, our offense going to come out there and go put up seven or vice versa is just, you know, finding ways to get Josh and Diggs the ball back. You know, <laughs> we know we can get them the ball back inside, you know, it, turnover any time of the game. They're going to go down and score the football. So that's something that we take pride in. Um, you know, we kind of fell short over the last couple of weeks of trying to find ways to take the football away. So we're going to try to get back to that this weekend. We're going to have to, we got, we got a, a huge matchup this weekend against the Bengals down in the in, in Cincinnati so we're gonna have oh, to yeah. find ways to take the ball back and take the ball away and, and give it back to 17 and Diggs and let them go to work and uh you know that's that's gonna be have to be their our recipe no it, it's kind of crazy because you're bringing all that up and I know you guys have been banged up a little bit uh, on the defensive side of the ball but when you talk about Josh in particular like listen to this he posted his 30th career game with a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown 
he's already fourth all time in NFL history when it comes to those. Right. This is his 43rd career rushing touchdown, meaning he just tied Steve Young, who's a Hall of Famer, for second in the history of the NFL. For you, what is it that makes Josh Allen stand out? Man, he's just a fierce competitor. Like and you can see it in his eyes too. It's just like it's just a nastiness about him that you know. There's just it is, nobody's gonna tell him no. You know, and when he's in that zone, I mean, you can you can feel it. You can feel his energy. You can feel it like on the sideline when he's talking his shit. When he's getting up, pointing, <laughs> pointing first downs. You know, and and that, and that only raises everybody else's level of play. And so, um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, and our job on defense is to find find ways to get seventeen the ball back because. Mm-hmm. 17 has the ball as long as 17 has the ball we're going to win the game so um you know we take pride in that and again we're gonna have to get back to that we've been fell up short a couple weeks but you know i see, watching games yesterday it seemed like that ball was just in the air for boys to be getting man and i was like holy holy cow i need to be playing today but uh exactly. but no, we're, you know we're gonna be finding ways to get the ball back man to get it back to 17 because with the ball in his hands man I, and you know the man is the man's a beast he is a beast, 1,000%. Let's face it, guys. Not all of us can be Steph Curry with the shot, cooking with the sauce, Shep Curry with the pot. Shout out to Drake. But this week's episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. The holidays are right around the corner, and HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up those tasty meals right to your door, saving you tons of time. The holiday season can be hectic and you don't want to be the one to ruin Thanksgiving with a takeout turkey now, do you? That's where HelloFresh's 15 minute meals come into play. These quick fixes help you get a wholesome meal on the table in less time than it takes to get delivery. The most wonderful time of the year is also the most delicious. Enjoy every bite of the holiday season with HelloFresh. Choose from over 45 weekly recipes and over 100 curated picks from HelloFresh Market. That's greens, beans, tomatoes, potatoes, chicken, turkey, y'all get it, okay? In between filming, traveling, and taking care of my kids, of course, I like to cook my HelloFresh meals with wifey. It's a fun way to spend quality time with her and it is easy and hassle-free. And get this, HelloFresh is so much more than dinners. HelloFresh can help take the hassle out of every mealtime occasion with easy breakfasts, quick lunches, and snacks all delivered along with your weekly box. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RG3 free and use code RG3 free for free breakfast for life. What? For life, people? One breakfast item per box while subscriptions are active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RG3 free. Once again, use code RG3 free. And as they say, if it's free, give me three of them. All right, people, the moment you've all been waiting for has finally come. I'm about to give you guys some fashion advice. And this week's episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by True Classic Tees. Whether it's alpaca hats, granny glasses, or wizard wigs, I think it's safe to say you can trust my expertise on this subject. Okay, so let's talk about these t-shirts for a second. I've said it before and I'll say it again. They off the chain. True Classic completely re-engineered how t-shirts fit. They're tighter around the arms, the chest, and the shoulders, but a little looser, you know, in the torso because we all are about to be eating real good during the holidays. 
You'll be getting the compliments at all the holiday parties this season with True Classic Tees. Speaking of compliments, they're comfort jeans and they're my new go-to. They got that classic look, mold basically perfectly to your body, midsection, you know what I'm saying? A little perfect four-way stretch for max comfort. Dad jean mode activated. But seriously, whatever you choose, you can't go wrong with True Classic. All their clothing is designed to be versatile and to work with your lifestyle so you can look and feel your best all damn day. And men, this is the perfect gift for you, but also a gift for her. So if you're ready to upgrade your closet, shop now with my exclusive link at trueclassictees.com slash RG3 and save up to 50% site-wide during their November holiday sale. Make sure you end the year with holiday cheer. Thanks, True Classic. To get the conversation back to you as a as a defensive guy, when you have a guy like Matt Milano go out, I'm I'm a believer that like each level supports the next level. So like if you're all if your D line's not playing great, it hurts the linebackers. If linebackers aren't playing great, it hurts the safeties. Do you feel like there's more pressure on you at the safety spot right now because of some of the things that have happened on defense? Man, it just it kind of it's kind of similar happened last year. You know, Micah went down. Um, Tredavious, you know, he went down a couple of years before yep. and just really just finding ways to, um, you know, you kind of you don't want to say it's pressure, but at the same time, over communicate, understand the guys that you're playing with, understand, you know, the reps that you've been getting together. You know, you might have to say something two or three more times. Um, you might have to watch film for another 30, 45 minutes throughout the week with somebody else. And so um, it's all those little things that maybe, uh, you know, you don't want to take for granted, you know, because, you know, with Matt, with, with Matt and Tredavious, it was you, you'd hear a call and it was like we would all know where each other's supposed to be. You know, everybody yep. knew in the checks every new um you know off of motion we're doing this off the of shift we're doing this and so now it's just really heightening your awareness as to who you're playing with and the communication that you're gonna have to come across there's no pressure it's just more of like i know when our secondary is all on the same page you, there's not a lot of teams that can beat us it's that you know when we you know a lot of times is, is when we give up plays is when we're not on the same page whether it's a big right. play down the field miscommunication we're playing cover four cover two or you know a safety supposed to spin and just simple things like that 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 can be fixed just by simple communication and so you know just being able to heighten your awareness awareness with the guys that you're playing with and and just continue to work throughout the week with all that communication and then when you go get into the game you know just being able to over communicate you never take for granted communication yeah you talk about that communication and you know it's trade deadline uh day uh and you guys got a you know a new addition in, in Russell mm-hmm. Douglas so for you as a leader in that secondary how do you get a guy like Rasul, who's had success in this league and played at a high level, to like tap in and be able to have that seamless, con- you know, communication really from the jump? Because I know you guys are going to want to get him involved. Early absolutely, enough. absolutely, yeah. I mean, just you know, he's obviously a great player. He's been in the league for I think seven, eight years. Has had a tremendous amount of success. I mean, he was drafted to Philly. Uh, want to say he was maybe in Vegas for a year and then went to uh, and then uh, in Green Bay and so yeah. just a veteran a veteran guy who's been around the ball who's been around the league for a long time been around the ball um, a lot and so somebody who you know I'm excited to play with I'm excited to tap into his head and you know and, and, and learn from him even you know 
learn from the things that he's been able to bring over to us and then vice versa. So we're just going to, you know, I'm excited to meet him tomorrow um, at work if he's in there and, and you know, just going to stay positive with him, treat him like a professional, man. And I know he's going to buy into the system because we got some really good guys, man. We got some really good guys in our secondary that are fun to play with, yep. that are fun to be around. And, uh, you know, that's what makes us who we are. That's why we've been playing together for so long. So we're just a really good group of guys. Yeah, I mean, you can feel you can feel that energy from your team when I when I watch the tape, right? Teams that run to the ball, you know, celebrate with each other. You guys have that for sure with the Buffalo Bills. But when you look at the other side of the ball and you bring in a guy like Leonard Fournette, aka Playoff Lenny, Playoff Lenny. like how does <laughs> how does that work for you? I know how it worked when I was a teammate with you, but now that you're in Buffalo and you have a guy that's as accomplished as Leonard Fournette has been and, and won a Super Bowl, how does how does that introduction happen when you know that, you know, I don't really have to communicate with this guy on the field, mm-hmm. but he is still a new teammate and we want to make him feel welcome in the locker room? Absolutely. I mean, that's just it, man. Just show them the respect. And I mean, put yourself in that situation in a sense, like, how would you feel, you know, you get traded or you get, you know, you know, brought in somewhere else, you know, that's kind of been my motto. And, you know, since I've been in the league, I remember Joe Hayden, man, Joe Hayden was one of the coolest vets I ever been around. And I always (laughs) said, when I get older to be a vet, man, I want to be just like Joe Hayden because he treated everybody (laughs) with respect, man. He treated everybody the same. He was just a cool, cool vet vet that I wanted to be around. And I just, you know, you know, and that, and that's that's how I see it. and that's how really how our team is, man. It's just like, you know, welcome open arms, man, and just respect the process, respect what we're doing here, and then we're gonna you know, we're gonna keep it pushing, try to win, try to win the next game and the next game and the next game. And so uh, you know, it's it's not a whole lot of egos on our football team and so right. when anybody else comes in, we just welcome him with, with open arms and, and, and you know, we know he's gonna get to work. It's, it's interesting you bring up Joe because Joe is obviously uh, I was only there in Cleveland for one year, but you and Joe were both my teammates. And and Joe was that guy like he right. brought me in. I wasn't like the most like, let's go out there and like get it, get it in type of dude in the streets. But Joe immediately, hey, you got to come out with this. You know, he, right. he brought me out. He brought me to the house. You know, we go to his house, play pool, right. do all that. And like that pays so much like dividends that people don't understand in the camaraderie in that locker room. So to like go through your journey a little bit once you got to the NFL, you drafted by Philly, you play there, you get released late in the year, Cleveland signs you. You talk about Joe being there and doing all those things with you. How was the process of after you left Cleveland and you signed on the first day of free agency in 2017 with Buffalo and now you're sitting there with, with Micah Hyde? Like, how how did he introduce himself to you in that in that moment? And then how has it been playing with him for the last seven years? Yeah, uh, it's actually a, a crazy story. I met Micah Hyde in San Diego through a mutual friend, Christian Kirksey, who we played with out there, there in go. Cleveland as well. So I met him that year before that that uh, the year off, the off season before we, we met at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and I just asked <laughs> him up, and you know we we sat and talked about ball for a little bit. But after that, I didn't really think anything of it. You know, he played in Green Bay, I played in Cleveland, and you know a lot of people had always compared our game together. You know, he went to Iowa, I went to Oregon State. You yep. know, he's from a town called Fostoria, Ohio. I'm from a town called Astoria, Astoria Oregon, yep. which is kind of, you know, it's his 11th year. It's my 11th year. We came in at the same time. And now to sit here and say, you know, we're seven years in and, you know, arguably, you know, you shoot, you could put our numbers against a lot of safeties that has been in the league for a long time. And Come I mean, they're now. up there they're up there with them. So, um, you know, we just, it's been such a blessing because I've learned so much ball from him and he's helped me in my career so, so much, just, you know, at, not even just on the field, off the field, man, somebody who's inspired me as, as a father, as 
as a husband um, and and as a player, you know, just he's helped me. You know, he's seen me pre-sober, Jordan right. Boyer. You know, he he knew me before, you know, before I got sober, and then even after. And so he's been somebody who's I've been able to, you know, talk to a lot about my problems on and off the field, and somebody who's just, you know, really give me a lot of inspiration just to be the best I can be um, on the football field. And he's somebody, you know, I go in every week, and he's, I don't want to let him down. I know he doesn't want to let me down. And so that's why, you know, we our bond is so strong that we just continue to play, win, lose, or draw. It doesn't matter, man. We're just going to continue to play. And so it's, uh, it's been such a blessing to play alongside Micah, man. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely be calling each other in 30 years, talking about the bull crap we were, we were stressed <laughs> about during the middle of the week eight, you know, and just, you know, it would laugh about it. But uh, he's somebody that is it's truly a blessing in my career for sure. Nah, man, it's it's beautiful to hear you talk about you know, your teammate in that way because we all have those do- those guys in our careers that we know like this goes so much further beyond just the field. And Absolutely. you didn't say it, but I'll say it for you, bro. You guys are the best safety tandem in the NFL. <laughs> My dog, appreciate it, you, brother. It's it's hands down. I, I've been saying it for years. I, I love the way that you play, obviously, and it's not just because you were my teammate and I saw everything you went through and, and how you, what you've become. It's because of the way you guys impact the game. And it's been truly something special to watch. But I want everyone to stay, you know, that's listening to this, stay here because we're going to talk more about what you just mentioned uh, about becoming sober. But I want to ask you a question because you guys have a very interesting locker room, like Mm -hmm. very uh, outgoing personalities, I would like to say. Now you got Stephon Diggs, you got obviously (laughs) your boy Micah Hyde, you got Vaughn Miller, there's Josh Allen. Like what is one of the wildest locker room stories that you have about this team? Uh, uh, I mean, everybody's a character. I mean, you could you could throw Deion Dawkins in there. Okay, yeah, you oh, throw, yeah. You know, Deion Deion brought in some little. They, they were little like water pellet guns one day, and we had a full on blast on fight with these water pellet guns in the locker room. Just, these little, I mean, they hurt too. And I mean, just boys. Bond Bond bought a Bond bought a uh, a golf mat in, so he practicing his golf game every day. We're all everybody's on a golf on the golf golf mat every day practicing the golf the, the <laughs> golf game you know it's you're, you're pretty you know, good too i'm pretty good I, I, right now i'm not very good right now i haven't played since august but when i play i'm good when i play i'm good and see during this football season i'm not i can't swing a club i can't swing a club i'd be upset if i go out there right now and swing a club but you know, guys do <laughs> golf though guys guys golf uh you know we have a good time in the locker room man it's uh so funny you know I can't name any crazy, crazy ones. I got you. But, we, yeah. we, we gotta keep it. You know, we can't share any too, too many things here. But I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, it's, we have a good time in there. We have a good time in there. Yeah, it seems like y'all have a lot of fun. Um, I, I enjoy watching teams that like just like being around each other, and, yeah. and that what that's what it feels like when I watch you guys go out there and do your thing. And I know you're a really good golfer. You won the. Uh, it was at the Pro Bowl. You won yeah, the yeah. the the longest drive. Yeah, yeah, I smashed mean, it too. You smashed it. That thing. <laughs> <laughs> How far did it go? Three sixteen. Yeah, three sixteen. Get your Tiger yeah. Woods on, Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger Woods. I know, I know, I know. Oh coming, man, that was coming. awesome. I enjoy playing. I enjoy playing. It's uh, it's another sport that is kind of competitive in its own way, and I enjoy going out there and trying to get better playing. So, it's uh, it's a nice little zen for me. Nah, man. You talk about uh, like different sports. And and one thing I wanted to dive in with you on is I know your story, like growing up, you you know, were born in Dallas. And for anyone listening, that's Dallas, Oregon, not Dallas. <laughs> you know, you yes. grew up and you went to Astoria High School there in Oregon. You go to Oregon State, which on a side note, I got to say, I called an Oregon State game like 
last year, bro. <laughs> and I got in some trouble. Okay. Oh, because y'all's nickname is the Beavers. Okay. And I y'all were playing Stanford. And I like it was in like the intro or like early in the game. And I said, you know, we'll see how much wood these beavers can take today. And it was like, you should have heard the producer in my ear. He, no, he, he panicked, panicked oh. in my ear. I was like, what, wait, 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 what did I do? Like, they're the Stanford Cardinal. Oh, I think I, <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Man, that's, I think I did see that clip on Twitter. Yeah, I think I did see that clip on Twitter. That's, that's hilarious. That's it hilarious. was on it was on Twitter. Yes, the, I did see that. And then the second one was uh, one of y'all's linebackers. No, one of y'all's running backs was running through the middle. Stanford linebacker came in, hit him like really, really hard. And I said, uh, man, he beat that beaver up. And um, those two went viral on social media. And let's just say I got a call. Uh, I got a call about those. So I had to I had to throw that in there just because, you know, that's I, hilarious. I have an appreciation for Oregon State. Absolutely. Uh, and I gave Absolutely. you a shout out in that game as well. You Let's get back on track. Back on track. Okay. So <laughs> you, you go to Oregon State, you do all that, then you get drafted. Like you spend the majority of your life on the on the West Coast and you get drafted to the East Coast. But one thing that I noticed in your story was the fact that you were you know, you tell me if this is correct or not. You play quarterback and safety in high school. Yes. You won a state championship in baseball as a freshman in high school. Yes, yes, that is And then won a state championship in football as a senior. Yes. So for me, it's a two-part question. I'll start with the first one. Playing quarterback in high school, how did that help you play defense for the rest of your career? Yeah, I think it just allowed me to understand the game a little bit more, understand how, you know, quarterbacks were seeing it. You know, when I got to college, too, I thought a lot of it started to transfer over without even me realizing it. And, you know, I went to a small high school and when I got to college, I just I was really wide eyed and really like, you know, there's guys from California, from Texas, from, you know, and I'm just like, oh, you know, it might this is going to be a whole different game. And, you know, it's just like, holy cow, you know, guys are bigger, faster, stronger, whatever. But, you know, as I started to play, I started to realize, like, dang, like, I can play with these guys. Not only I can play with these guys, I was a lot smarter than a lot of the guys. Like I was, I understood, I understood the game a lot more. Like, you know, we'd be in a film room and coach would be, you know, just describing a defense and ask me a question about, you know, what, what the D just describe the defense and I would right. be able to do it. And you, I'd hear other guys like not be able to do it. So like that time I was like, dang, like I'm, I know something that other people don't. So that kind of gave me that extra motivation. Like just keep right. going, you know? And, um, I didn't know what to expect when I got to college. You know, I was a, you know, I, 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 I committed as a gray shirt and then they offered me to come as a red shirt. Uh, finally in, in the middle of, or in the middle of July, they offered me to come as a, as a red shirt. I didn't end up, I didn't end up red shirting. I played my freshman year as on special yep. teams mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, kind of the rest was just history. I, I, you know, I started my sophomore, junior, senior year and, uh, end up being an all consensus all American at corner, just yes, straight did. technique and fundamentals. Just you know, <laughs> I was I was not I, I've never been like blazing fast. I've never been like, you know, oversized, like bigger than everybody. I just rely on my my knowledge of the game, my technique and my fundamentals to just and, and that's really kinda of what I always fall back on. And, you know, it started with being able to play quarterback and being able to just see the game from that side and see and, and you know, now when I just flip it, you know, it's like as a safety, I'm I'm the quarterback of the defense in a yeah. sense of getting everybody lined up, seeing the whole field, understanding our scheme, understanding how the defense or the offense is trying to attack us. Right. You know, trying to trying to play the game within 
the game, you know, using your eyes to just hide just little things, you know, you guys see everything. And so just as if, if I'm able to just, you know, show something one way and we're able to spin it another, make you think just a split second longer, like right. it just makes our D line able to get there. You know, it just takes a split second. You just got to blink. And then, you know, if the quarterback's not hit by then, that's really on the, that's from, from up front, you know. And so um, that's what we talk about rushing coverage, being able to work together um, because it has to, like you said, you know, D line, if D line's not doing it, it's a good linebacker. And then, it, you know, trickle down to the secondary and yep. vice versa too so it's rushing coverage but yeah definitely playing quarterback allowed me to just see the game from a different point of view and then you know um, I wanted to go to college and play quarterback but I only got offered from two schools so wanted me to go play and so ended up going to play you know corner and safety in, in, in college and um, really just bouncing back and forth from safety and corner and then <laughs> right. end up going to corner got drafted as a corner to Philadelphia yes you did um, and then I moved and I went to Cleveland and that's where I started playing safety just really yep. kind of learned it from the ground up and you know I had a coach out there Bobby Babich who yeah. taught me the position and uh, you know it's, it's it's been a crazy journey when you kind of zoom out and and, uh, and and put a little perspective on it. Yeah, no, it, it's, it really is crazy because I feel like I could talk to you all day, by the way, because there, there's so <laughs> many fascinating things about your story that, that I, of course, I want to get into. But your, your point about playing quarterback, helping you at safety. I played safety and corner in high school. So and also played quarterback, of course. But I knew like when I played safety, I understood when coach would tell me, hey, make sure you look off the safety. Right. Mm -hmm. The eyes are important. Move them this way to go that way. Now, when I was in Cleveland mm -hmm. practicing against you, you were like a magician at the state <laughs> because you knew, hey, bro, he looking over here, but he really trying to he throw the really ball. Back he really here. trying to throw the ball over here. <laughs> now, I used to hate that, but I get it now. You play quarterback. You yeah. understand? And it's like you work your eyes to the right to move the safety to the right. But you also have to get your feet and your eyes back to the left to make that throw and see that throw. And that's like the game within the game that Absolutely. people don't quite have a good grasp of. But when you play both sides of the ball, it can help you. The other thing mm -hmm. I learned by playing corner was it don't matter how great the coverage is. There is no coverage for the perfect throw. Now, I was a really good corner. Don't get me wrong. I was a bump and run <laughs> Richard Sherman type corner. Get my hands yeah. on you, run with yeah. you. Right. I wasn't going to play no zone. I just couldn't do right. that. It is what it is. Right. It's too tall to, you know, too, too fast, you. but not quick twitch enough. <laughs> so I had to get in your face. And yeah. there's a couple of times the quarterback made a nice back shoulder throw or, or threw the ball on a fade, like in the right spot where only the receiver can make the catch. And I couldn't do anything about it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But the other thing that you said that was fascinating, and, and I've known this for quite some time, but I think the viewer needs to know it as well, is you were a gray shirt coming out of high school. You end up coming in as a red shirt, but then you you blow them out the water and they play you. You're a punt returner your freshman year. You play on special teams. Then you have your whole journey that you just described going to the NFL. You go to Philly. You play. You get released. You get claimed by Cleveland. You're fighting for a starting job, being a backup safety, also in the return game. And then you're the you I think you got named the starter in 16. Right. Mm -hmm. And yep. and then you get not released, but contracts up. You sign with Buffalo and you're the starter for the rest of your career. So it's an amazing journey that you had. 
because they've always like undervalued you and and had like low expectations for you, but you overcame that. Like for you in your own head, how did you overcome that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really kind of been the story of my life in a sense. Um, really, ever since I was I was little, I remember my first ever football practice. I was going and I was. My parents had to drive me like 45 minutes to go to this practice, and I remember pulling up, and the kids were all in line starting to do these drills, right. and the coaches explaining the drill, and I was probably like the sixth or seventh one in the back, and I'm the new kid in this drill, and all the, I just remember hearing one of the kids up front, and he was like, he started laughing, and he said, ha ha, I hope the new kid understands what he's talking about. <laughs> and I, like, I don't know why, I don't know why, RG, that this had always stuck with me, but like, at that moment, I was, I just wanted to be like, you know what, like, watch this, you know what I mean? It was like, watch, like, watch this, and like, after that, like, I was their starting quarterback, we didn't lose a game, like, you know, like, it's this, I was probably sixth, seventh grade, maybe, but like, it was always, it was always something, you know, my freshman year, I should have been the starting quarterback on our varsity football team, and for what it was, you know, my coach is going to see this from back home, and he's going to give me some <laughs> slack about it, but I don't really care, but, you know, I ended up starting my junior year, we lost in the first round of the playoffs, I threw a pick um, to a to kid from LaSalle, really just, just sat with it all season long, my junior year, I ended up getting hurt, uh, I, I sprained my ankle, we ended up going like, I, we, we lost, we, I don't even think we made the playoffs, and then my senior mm. year, that was the year where we just, you know, that off season, I remember calling all the boys and I was like, hey, yo, like, if we really want to do this, man, we're like, we got to put the work in. Boys is at home playing a game, whatever. So we right. all met every other day down at the field and we just throwing routes, seven on seven, like just us, the boys. Like, and it was like at that moment, you know, I, I just always felt like, you know, if something needed to be done, I got to do it. Like, right. you know, like if, if we got to, if, if something needed to be handled, like I got to handle it. Like, so <laughs> I never, like, I never wanted to put anything else in anybody's hands right. to like force them to like make the decision like it was like i'm gonna do it how i do it you know and, and that's just how i always have been man and even even coming into the league i was a all consensus all american in yes, college i ended up i ended up going in the seventh round to philadelphia how i dropped i don't know you could i mean there's probably a bunch of ways you could argue it whatever but then they end up cutting me i go to phil or i go to cleveland you know fighting for a starting spot out there um you know i end up getting hurt out there in my fourth year in cleveland and that's yep. i last i last read of my kidney and uh, they didn't want me back out there in Cleveland, and you know I had an opportunity to go to Buffalo, and I mean, you damn damn right, I'm gonna take it, man, fully than <laughs> that. It was like, you know, I was I was pissed off. I was real pissed off at, at the world at that point in my life. Like I was just, I didn't know what was gonna happen. I was just pissed off, and I was just like, you know what, this football, I'm gonna let this be my release. And I, I balled out that year, 2017. I had five picks. Yeah. I think I had like 105 tackles or something like that. And then, you know, kind of like that was kind of the years where. Um, you know, I started to feel success in the league and, you know, my, my drinking became a lot, a big problem. I didn't know how to handle success. I didn't know how to handle, you know, all the accolades, all the, all the people like, you know, talking about me, about, you know, Buffalo Bills, Jordan Poyer, this, that, you know, I, I used alcohol as a crutch and it was, it was just a really kind of a dark, you know, I was, I was balling, but it was still at the same time in my, in my heart and in my head, I wasn't where I needed to be. Just football was kind of like my escape, being able to go play football and escape from the real world. And then when I wasn't playing football, I was drinking, trying to escape from everything else. And so, you know, I enjoyed playing football, but I wasn't, you know, it wasn't who I wasn't wanted to be for my family, for my wife and my daughter during those years. But, uh, but man, it's, it's a journey, man. It's a, everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's on their own 
own way and uh you know i had to figure some things out in my life to be able to get to this point right here right now right. i'm not perfect at all but just want to continue to just be the best version of myself you know be the best version best husband best father yep. you know best player that i can be best friend you know um that i could be and um and it's a continuous journey every day just being thankful for what i have being thankful for just what I where I'm at, man. It's just being thankful for talking to you, man. This is <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. You know, it's you if you'd have told me ten years ago I'd be here, you know, like this, like I thought you was crazy. So yeah, um, man. it's just it truly is a blessing, bro. Nah, it, your journey is a blessing. And you dipped your toe in it, so we're gonna go ahead and dive all the way in on that Absolutely. conversation. Um, you know, about you being sober and about the you know, your struggle with alcohol. Um, bro, you you wrote a letter in the Players Tribune, uh, I think it was 2021, and I read it this week, and I was like, it gave me chills. And the reason it gave me chills is because I was like, man, like it takes a lot to be able to admit when you have a problem. And I know there's people listening right now that are going through their own things in their own life. So I want to just fully open that door when you when you pull back the curtain and you think of the date, March 13, 2020. What does that date mean to you? I mean, just the day I was able to finally release so many just demons in my life, um, really finally able to open my mind up to just the endless possibilities of being the best version of myself, um, because I didn't know what that even meant at that time. I didn't know nothing about mind body soul i didn't nothing don't didn't know nothing about just i i was very selfish i was very me oriented i was very um didn't really care how anybody else thought felt you know about what i was doing um or how it was affecting them um and you know it was a time in my life where um I'm not, I don't, I don't regret any of it because I, I, I learned so much about myself through, through it all. Um, and you know, the only, I, I guess you were to say there was a part I would regret, you know, I, I wasted probably two and a half years of my daughter's life, uh, you know, when she was born and, you know, I, but I, and I, I, I don't regret it, but at the same time, I learned a lot from it, if you know right. what I mean. Like, it was just something that, like, I, I almost had to go through in order for me to see a bigger picture and, and really find myself. And so that date really means a lot to me. You know, it's been three and a half, three and a half, uh, I think a little bit longer than three and a half years since I've even, you know, touched alcohol. You know, I didn't even want to, you know, I, I, I've been around it. I'm able to be around. We had a Halloween party last night. Everybody was having a great time drinking. I'm, I'm I'm cool. Like I'm, I'm just cool. I have a whole different perspective on, on what it does to me, what it does to my body, what it does to my mind. Um, and I, and I just don't want really anything to do with it. And that's just, that's, that's me. And I, but like, like I said, like I had so much help along the way though. Like right. I had such a strong support system. Um, you know, for one, my wife, you know, being able to, you know, see who I was and, and, and see who I could be and really right. just stick with me through it all and, and know, that there was a better version of me inside somewhere that, you know, was in there and I just had to find it. I had to, I had to understand it. I had to learn about it. I had to, you know, I had to go through some, some really dark days, you know, some really tough, um, you know, the weeks after not drinking, you know, just some tough times, like, ah, I just want to drink. And, you know, even months, you know, after, you know, years after, right. But right, right. now, you know, I'm, I'm totally been three and a half years and I've, I've been, I've been just, 
it's it's been magical RG, yeah. bro. it's been it's been magical um because my life has changed so much um even with, within those years um and and i just want to keep continuing to um to help those who who need it man because right. you know and break the stigma because uh, you know one of my slogans and and my foundation is it's okay to ask for help because yep. you know i think as men you know especially in this day and age you know there's we're we're so um you know, our ego is kind of getting in the way of, 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 you know, it's like, I gotta, you know, if I, if I say this and, you know, I'm going to look like this or they're going right. to think of me like this. And, 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 you know, that's, that's the ego, you know, that's the ego saying, you know, how you don't, you don't got to do that. You're good. You know, you, you, you got it all figured out, man. Nobody's got it figured out, man. We all right. could use somebody. We all could use somebody for help. We all could use some, some sort of knowledge to, to get out of a situation. Cause there are ways, man. There's so many, so many people out there that need help. So many people out there. We're all searching for answers and yeah. nobody has them all, but you know, as, as long as we all just keep continue to communicate you know our ideas with each other and you know i think that this world could be in a better place right now it's tough man it's a, yeah. it's a tough world that we live in you know I, just, I don't feel there's a lot of communication between between people um you know like heartfelt conversations you Correct. know just talking about real life stuff you know it's you know real distracted with a lot of stuff that's that's externally you know a lot of us never really look internally to find answers and you know that's where i looked that's where <laughs> i felt like right. you know i needed help 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 change the world for my daughter um, I, and so I had to look at myself, you know, how can I fix myself to help the world around me? And so that was one of the, you know, I, I've been, I've, I've been, I've been on, I've been mind, body and soul this last year, man. And it's been, it's been a blessing to be just in the position that I'm in and with, with the people that's, that's around me right now. Yeah, and so, man. uh, uh, it's been, it's been really such a blessing, bro. No, nah, bro. I'm, I just want you to know, man, I'm proud of you. Um, cause I was there I with you. you. I was, I was, I was there with oh, you in man. Cleveland when we, when we had some times we went out, listen, yeah. and we, and we had yeah. a good time and Absolutely. for you to be able to, to pin that, that letter and, and, and talk about it. Like you, you have to know that what you just said is helping so many people, bro. And it's beyond football. Like people come yeah, to the show you. because they want to hear about football and they want to hear about how great Jordan Poirier is. Cause you are great, bro. You're great. And yeah, they want to hear about how great the Buffalo bills are and Josh Allen and this or that, but they stay for this. They, they stay for these conversations because this is real. Uh, and Absolutely. this is real life. And what I would, what I would ask you is if you could say something to uh, your wife, Rachel and your daughter, Aaliyah, what would it be now? When you look back on those two years that you felt like you wasted, what would you say to them now? How would you thank them for them standing by you? I mean, that's exactly what I would have done. I first, first and foremost, I would just tell them that I love them more than anything in this world, and that you know, I, I mean, I was, I was this close from losing my family, RG. Like I'm talking, my wife, my daughter. Like it was, it was, it was this close from everything. Like I couldn't. I and to be honest, my my originally my original sobriety date was March seventh, and. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it at that time. I couldn't do it. I, I just, I just, I didn't know how. Um, and then it was almost like it was, that was the last straw. It was like yeah. something in me was just like, dude, this is it. And so I started going to AA. I started just talking to people. I started, I, I mean, I went to counseling. Right. Um, I really just started having conversations and then I started to shift my perspective on how I saw alcohol, you know, and right. how, and what it was doing to my body every time I drank it. And then I just started to really, you know, I, I look at it as poison now. Like, why yeah. would I put poison into my body? Like, why would I do that to, to myself and or to my, to my mind, you know, because, right. um, 
you know, like I said, I'm big on the mind, body, and soul, and, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, our minds are such a powerful tool that, you know, when you put stuff like that into your body, like, it's just, it's just suppressing your ideas, yeah. it's suppressing your creativity, it's suppressing your higher self, and so, you know, I don't want to do that, you know, I want to live in, you know, high vibrations, high frequencies, and I want to be the best version of myself all the time for my daughter whenever she needs me, you know, and yeah. so... Uh, it's game time, and you know what that means. High-impact action on the field. Between filming, traveling, and my busy schedule, I always find time for some, uh, what do we call it, self-care. And this week's episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by Dr. Teals. After a long day of taking care of all four of my baby girls, Papa Rob needs some me time. There's nothing I love more than a nice, warm bubble bath to just take all the stress from the day away. It's a couple of things, but you know what I'm saying? Bubble baths are nice too. Because I can't be one of the ones without recharging my body, mind, and soul. Self-care and recovery is important, especially if you're an athlete and getting injured. And soaking in Dr. Till's to recharge your muscles helps to speed recovery so you can be even better and go harder tomorrow. Dr. Till's Epsom salts is the secret weapon to your recovery routine trusted by the pros who push their body to its limits. Dr. Till's recharges muscles and helps speed recovery so you can feel your best too. It's time to work hard and recover just like the pros do. Make sure you go grab Dr. Till's Epsom salts at Walmart today and elevate your game. This episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by BetterHelp. On this show, I hope to inspire you to be one of the ones. And to do that, sometimes you need a little bit of help. This time of year can be a lot. Trust me, I know. And it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Sometimes all you need is someone to talk to. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. From being an athlete to an NFL analyst and a father, my schedule is always busy and sometimes it can be a lot to juggle and check in on my well-being. Jordan really opened up this episode about his journey, and we can all learn something from that transparency. BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and becoming a better you anywhere and anytime. It teaches you how to set boundaries and empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. So go and find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RG3 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RG3. So the question I have for, off of that is, how have you seen the benefits? Uh, you talked about the benefits in like, like off the field. Mm -hmm. Have you seen benefits on the field and like how you're able to play, your health, whatever it may yeah. be? Yeah, I think that was the main the main benefit that I did initially see, obviously, like I, I felt stronger. I felt like I can, I, I like, oh, like in the mornings I was wake up. I was like, I'm ready to go. Like I had energy, like I had energy when I throughout the day. And like, as I started to see like how my body was feeling, like I started to eat better. I started to, to, to think better. I started to just, my mind was a lot more clear. I started to make better decisions. I started to, um, you know, I started to, 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 just be creative. I started right. playing music, you know, I had okay. time to do stuff like, 
Um, you know, I don't go out anymore. I don't, I, I don't like to go out really. I'm really a homebody now, which I love. I absolutely love that about myself. I like being by myself. I like sitting <laughs> and downstairs in the basement playing the handpan. Like I like just being by myself, you know, obviously I like my family around, but I do yep. enjoy my me time. And so, um, it's just allowed me to really find myself, really understand who I am, not even just as a football player, but just as a, as a person, you know, because, you know, like I said, I, I felt like I was so detached from myself. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea what I loved, what I hated, what I, you know, just what made me mad, what ticked me out. Like, I didn't, I like, you know, I didn't understand that about me. Now, right. you know, learning about the self, learning about, you know, me and, and, and taking care of me. And then because if I can take care of me and I can love me, then I can love everybody else around me. And, you know, it's just going to be, it's just going to spread like wildfire, but I got to be able to love myself and understand myself first before I can, before I can go off into the world and try to love anybody else. And so, um, you know, that's kind of been my, you know, just being a light for everybody, just being somebody who anybody can come talk to at any time, you know, that's, that's part of, you know, when I saw Joe, you know, when he, uh, he was somebody that I could go talk to at any time. That's, that's who I inspired to be. I just want to be somebody that anybody can talk to anytime about anything, about life, about football, about relationships, about whatever it is, you know, because, you know, I've, in a sense, I feel like I've been, you know, I haven't had anything, you know, crazy traumatic, but I've been, I've been, we've all had some traumatic stuff happen to us, but, you know, in my own ways, I've had my own traumatic instances happen to me to where I've been able to see the world for what it is right now, and I want to be able to share that information to those, you know, behind me and in front of me to help them find themselves, you know what right. I mean? Because, like I said, we're so detached from who we are as people nowadays that like we don't, yeah. we're trying to find, we're trying to find things externally. We're trying to find happiness externally. And, you know, it's all, we all, we all have the tools internally to be happy. We all have the tools internally to be happy, no matter what you do. You know, right. if you're a, a host, uh, a host or playing football or you're, yeah. you know, you, you, anything, you know, you have, we all have the tools to be happy. We just have to, it's a choice. You know, it's like you wake up, are you going to choose to be in a bad mood, you're going to choose to be in a good mood. It's right. a choice. It's a choice that you make. But a lot of people don't understand how to get to that choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like in being able to get to that choice, you got to be able to understand the self, understand yourself. And yeah. it's deep work, man. It's, it's not easy. You know, it's deep work. And, you know, I've had, you know, I've had my, my shoot, I, I'll tell you right now, it's the first time I'll announce it. I, Aaron Rodgers opened me up to um, plant medicine with oh. ayahuasca. And so really? I was able to go. Yeah, I was able to go. Um, and I was very curious when he uh, when he announced it and when he started talking about it on the Pat McAfee show. Right. Um, and so I, I started I started researching. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know anything about it. Um, I had never heard of it before. And after he mentioned it, though, it seemed like that word had just kept popping up over and over and over again. It was like when you True. buy a new car and, you know, you finally take that car out. you never seen that car before on the road. You finally <laughs> take that car out. Now you see that car on every corner. Yep. So this word kept popping up and popping up. And so I finally looked at it, what, it, at what ayahuasca was. And it's a plant medicine that has been origin. It's been around for centuries. Um, down, it originated down in Peru, Brazil, uh, Bolivia, um, mostly the South America, uh, in Southern America, South America. And, you know, I, I and when he mentioned it, I had kind of pay, I paid attention to him 
and how he handled the media and how he handled the season throughout that season and his his demeanor and his way of speaking to them. And they had a tough season that year. Right. Um, and, and his way of handling, you know, the media and handling the questions. And I, I, I could see it in his eyes that, that he knew something that, that I didn't. And, you know, my curiousness, I, I wanted to know what the hell he, he knew. So it was kind of like I started, I started, I started researching what ayahuasca was. And, uh, you know, it's, it's basically a plant medicine. Um, it's a, it's a vine, a vine, uh, it's called a, a Bani, Bani Steropis Capi vine. It's a uh, Broken stems and a, a chak chakruna shrub, okay. and those are leaves, and they and they brew them together. The indigenous people they brew them together and they make this brew, and uh, you basically drink it, and it's a medicine that you sit with yourself, and it, it allows you to to really handle a lot of traumatic instances from the past. And I tell you, I know a lot of people are probably like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is crazy or whatever, but but like it's I'm I'm putting this documentary together to help us understand that you know that you know there are thousands of ways to heal um but i but aaron Rodgers, he was right in what he was talking about in this medicine a lot lot of people wrote him off a lot of people think he's crazy a lot of people (laughs) think that he's you know he's just off the wire whatever but i was interested so i went i went last march to sit with this medicine and i went with my cousin my wife's cousin logan it was just her and i or uh, him and i at this retreat center called resonance in costa rica okay we were out there for we were out there for a week we did three ceremonies with the medicine and we did one night with the with the it's called a temescal it's a sweat lodge so you sit in this you sit in the sweat lodge for two hours um and it forces you to really go into the depths of your mind and really just just fight off really the deep parts of your mind because it's hot and so you you want to get out but you you can't get out so you're really it's a mental practice but when i tell you i came out of this retreat as as a new man as a as a new uh with a new appreciation for for life with what i have with you know i had so many problems going into this trip to costa rica too i had you know i was hurt all last season I was depressed, to be honest. I was, you know, I had my elbow. I had two broken ribs. I had a foot injury. Um, I had my a knee injury, and I just felt like at the end of the season when we played the Bengals, like I just didn't do enough. And I was really, I was really sad going into the off season. And like, you know, as I, as I started to, as as I, as I started to go in off season, I started to just continue to see this word ayahuasca more and more. And uh, I finally pulled the trigger um, to to go on this journey to Costa Rica. Right. And uh, the whole journey, you have to. Go go on a diet you have to go on a whole month-long diet of basically eating chicken fish and salad for a whole month wow. and you, you and it was the best i had ever felt in my life going into this going into this ceremony because like you know it's basically a detox you you know you detox in your body of all the bad foods that you're going to this and, and you got to detox and go into it with with a healthy mind a healthy spirit a healthy soul uh-huh. and um and so this medicine, like I said, it allows you to deal with some of the traumatic instances that we hold on to in our past, whether that's the baggage that we hold on to from somebody breaking our hearts, whether that's, right. you know, if you, something happened with your parents back then. For me, for example, is, you know, I, I never met my real dad. And so I had all, I had all this hate towards my real dad for what? I, I didn't know what it was for, but I, I hated him for it. Right. I hated the fact that he was never in my life. I hated the fact that he never came to my games. And I hated the fact that he left my mom when I was like one or two years old and just 
just never showed up again. And I had all this resentment towards him my whole life. And, you know, I went out there and this was just one of, this is just a small example, but I went out there and sat with this medicine and, you know, I was able to, and it was, it's not easy. You know, it's really deep spiritual work. It's really deep spiritual work of you working on the self, of you sitting with some of that baggage and understanding why you were so upset with it, why you, why you were holding on to it and then releasing it and then releasing it. And when you release it and when you understand, like now I'm like, yo, like, why was I so mad at him for my whole entire life? Like, wow. you know, I held all this resentment towards him. Like he didn't do anything wrong. If anything, like he had me, if he's, re- you know, and I'm, it's just, and, and really all it does is just shift your perspective and give you more gratitude for what you already, you, the tools we were talking about, the tools that you already have, like mm-hmm. everything, everything that came, I came out of was already the tools that I already had. I just Correct. had to learn how to, I just had to learn how to tap into it. And I'm not saying that this is for everybody. Cause my yeah. wife, my I wife, mean. she, she would never do, she would never go in, at, to Costa Rica with me. She thought it was crazy at first. And, and I, <laughs> this I is fa- it's I, fascinating though. I, I'm telling absolutely. you, it's I, so I, fascinating. I, I came back though. And she'd be the first to tell you that like, yeah, she, she's letting me go do it again. And this time I'm bringing my mom, I'm bringing my dad or I'm bringing my mom, I'm bringing my brother. I'm bringing some people with the JP foundation with me. I've got a couple teammates coming with me okay. because they, they understand like there's more to there's more to what we understand. There's a lot more to even in like Western society, Western medicine, like there's not a lot of stuff that's necessarily taught about the indigenous medicine, the indigenous, you know, world around us. You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a quote I heard the other day. It was like, you know, how many, there's eight plus two equals 10, five plus two equals 10, but there's also a million ways to get to 10. So there's this work, this works here, this works here, but there's also, you know, over there, there's a, there's ways that they also do it as well. And so this ayahuasca, some of these indigenous people, they used to put their kids, they 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 have their kids anywhere from six to eight sit with this medicine. Right. And it was basically an initiation for them to becoming a man. Oh my and goodness. It was it was, it was it was part of their it was part of their rituals and their not ritual their their tribes and what they used to do. But it's just it it really opened my eyes to what I had felt like there was like whatever I thought was missing going to Costa Rica really put a stamp on like everything that like I felt I needed. It was, it was everything, everything and more that I felt I needed. Would you say that ayahuasca saved your life? In a sense, it saved my, yes. No, stop drinking saved my life. Okay. Not quitting drinking saved my life. Ayahuasca helped me find out who I was. Ayahuasca allowed me to dive into the depths and really understand who I am and where I came from and what I'm doing. I think you're onto something there because I think it's a it's a combination of everything. I think the combination of you uh, stopping the drinking and, and realizing that you had had the, the problem and addressing that. And then like, it's all right. Well, now I hear this from Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go try this out. And now people get to see you as the best version of yourself. So that's what creates the curious mind. I'm more than sure there's some people listening right now that are like, you know what? Maybe I might want to go on the coast, hey. go to Costa Rica with Jordan yeah. Poyer and, and, and knock some of this stuff out. So I yeah. think I think the documentary one, you, you can count me in for certainly watching that documentary Absolutely. Um, because it, I think you are doing important work and opening people's eyes to other things. And who knows? Maybe ayahuasca is the next thing that people can use to truly help themselves heal. And again, I'm not saying it's some sort of savior. I'm not saying it's like, you know, and again, it's not, it doesn't matter what, it's not religious. It's not, you know, this is just, it's self-work. It's really all it is. It's self, 
self-work and it's something that you know if, if you're you know trying to figure out who you are in this world right. or if you you're struggling with you know what, trying to find some some answers or you know and i'm not saying it has all the answers but at the same time it's deep very 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 deep self-work and uh it's in in and i i you know and you put it and you put in the work you know what I'm saying? You have to. You you, have you, to. you put in the yes. work, and and that's yes. where I like I I can't say enough, bro. Like so proud of you for putting in the work, Thank and, you, and you're you're working your way through and finding your journey uh, through this thing called life that everybody's Absolutely. trying to do. So Absolutely. this next uh, the next portion of this conversation is really just about it's a two parter. We're talking about NFL injuries that that you have obviously had, and then just the way the game has changed from a safety perspective. So I, you got to tell the story. <laughs> uh, I was, I, obviously I was there in 2016 when you got the blindside hit uh, mm. and lacerated your kidney and that ended your season. And it was like, I, I don't know if it was that moment or soon thereafter that the NFL completely banned that type of hit, right. For, for player safety, yeah. not, not just for offensive guys, but also like, Come on, man. Like you can't leave defensive guys out there like that. But the story I want you to tell is the one about you driving. What was it like 16 (laughs) hours to a game? Like like walk us through like the injury, the drive, like what went through your mind in that moment of like, I got to get to this game. Oh man. It was a, that was crazy. I broke my two ribs in a, in a, in a, against Baltimore on yep. a pick and so I missed the next game with the rib injury and the week after that they told me I couldn't fly um, <laughs> because of the air pressure Correct. and so they suggested hey you know uh, I think it was Deshaun Watson drove to a game from Houston down to Jacksonville one year and so <laughs> then they mentioned they mentioned that it would be hey would you mind driving to a game so I'm like what the it makes no sense. Like, how are you going to, like, <laughs> make me not fly to a game, but you want me to play? We're playing the Chiefs this week, and so, like, they really wanted me to play this game, and so I agreed to it, and, you know, the RV came to my house on a, what was it? It was a Friday morning, okay. and picked, picked my, it was me, Rachel, my wife, and then my uh, my daughter, Aaliyah. We just hopped in this RV and just mobbed. We drove eight hours to Indy, stayed the night, Friday night in Indy, and then uh, just Saturday drove all the way the rest of the eight hours to Indian, uh, to or Kansas City. Kansas City, yep. And, uh, and then did the same thing on the way back. We had the VIP bus underneath the, the stadium so my my bus as soon as as soon as I the game was over I had I put my jacket or my stuff on the bus was right there we just hopped in and and went back but I mean like during the during it it was pretty it was pretty bad I ain't gonna lie like really? it was it was tough bro like I mean not just just the whole concept of like I am in a RV right now, eight right. hours on to Indy. Like my family was amazing. Like daughter was just awesome during the trip. My wife was awesome, just helped me out. But like, just eight hours in the bus in Indy, yeah. and then we stop in Indy. We got to Indy at like two in the morning, and then we had Ooh. to get up at like nine to go to KC. Oh to got to KC, and then I mean we played a four o'clock game again. Played a four. I think it was a four o'clock game in KC, yep. and then I had to hop on the bu- hop on the bus, and we literally did the same thing coming back, Oof. and then we didn't get back until had to be like Tuesday 
or what time was it? It had to be like Monday, Monday late Monday night. Oh my god! Oh, dude. I mean, like I look back and I'm like proud as hell of my family for like, doing that with me. <laughs> Some and, like, real gangsters you know, for that one, for more, sure. Like that was something that we documented. It was cool. Like I probably would never do it again, but uh, it's cool. <laughs> Definitely I, a cool story, though. Definitely I, a cool story. I though. remember it because I I tweeted about it. And I tweeted up a picture of like the uh, the the X ray of like a guy's chest with the dog in with it. With the dogs, I and I said, I, I remember you you retweeted it. I said, yeah. live image of Jordan Boyer after pulling this off, driving sixteen hours to get to the game. Yeah. So you're telling me you drove eight hours, stop another eight hours, played the game, did it the same way coming back, which would mean that you you did you miss practice on Friday? We missed because uh, yeah, I know I you missed Saturday Friday. walkthrough. Yeah, missed practice Friday, and then I missed Saturday walkthrough, and then uh, I missed the meetings on uh, on Monday, which kind of sucked. I like going to meetings when we right. win, so it's kind of it kind of sucked. But so you, you miss all those, is. but you missed the meetings before. You missed a practice for the yeah. game, then you yeah. missed the whole day Saturday walkthrough, yeah. and you went out there and balled out like that. I yeah. mean, I'm, I didn't I'm, know I'm that. I didn't know all that to the story. That's incredible. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. It was crazy. It was uh, like I said, one for the bucks, one for the bucks for sure. That's for sure. You definitely. One day, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, you're doing a documentary right now, but print still matters. You know what I mean? Like reading books. Absolutely. You got to write a book. Absolutely. Be- because Absolutely. everything I'm- that you've talked about here, like people need to hear every nook and cranny of it. And you know, the next question I have is just. From a standpoint as as a player, because you've been on both sides, you have been injured. I had injuries in my career. Um, the game has changed now. I can throw the football across the middle with no fear that a safety is going to decapitate my receiver. It's just it's changed. So yeah. how has the how has those rule changes to protecting receivers and protecting the way that you can hit the receiver or hit a quarterback in the pocket? How has that changed the way that you have to play the game as a safety? Yeah, I mean, uh Obviously, you just have to have, you know, somewhat of an awareness of when those plays. And, and I've already gotten fined this year for. Really? Actually, I got I got flagged. I didn't get fined, which okay, is crazy. Okay. I always, I always well, think save that's that money. Yeah, save I, that money. I always think that's interesting. You know, you're gonna you're gonna flag me for a unnecessary roughness. You know, helmet to helmet hit over the middle, but I don't get fined. It's interesting. And, but, and he's uh, not saying that NFL because he wants to get fined. He's just no, I'm not at all. But this is, I, I think it's very interesting. Anyways, yeah. Uh, but I mean, you just have, I think you just have to have somewhat of, of an awareness, you know, especially the way the game's played these uh, right now. Um, how I mean, how quick those refs are to to throw that flag. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, it's it's. I mean, what's his name from Houston? He got he had four weeks in a row. Uh, of of hits like big hits and yeah. they got suspended like I mean they're, they're suspended boys now so it's yep. like you know you gotta have you gotta heighten your awareness you gotta lower your target and it is tough because you wanna dislodge the ball every time yep. a receiver catches the ball over the middle you know it's I mean I don't see how hitting him in the knees is any better really obviously it's not the head but like I mean they're still calling they're still calling you know shoulder to shoulder hits you know which is how I don't understand how you play that either if you're gonna if, if I'm gonna go in with my shoulder and hit him with my shoulder and you still call a flag like right. how you know what, what are we doing tough. yeah like yeah, what, what it's tough what are we doing yeah, your, your point there is like the the one hit from I, I think it was this past weekend with uh Shiloh Sanders at Colorado yes. and yes. and they're like oh well he hit him in the it, with his helmet it's like but he hit him with his shoulder first he right. he was everything by the rule he was trying to accomplish that and then football happens so in those moments, I, I asked myself, like I played wide out a little bit in high school as well. For one year, I caught like two passes and that was it. 
But I would rather you hit me up top than to just take out my legs, man. Right? Uh, That's kind of how... I, I would feel that anyway. I'd rather you hit me up top too than than hit me in the knees. But like, because they, I feel like in the knees it could go just as wrong. Oh my god! If not worse. Like, yeah. Right. I mean, that's like at least you hit him up top. You can shake that off. Like, yeah, I am some like I know this is a this is a football game though. Like, yeah. This, this is football. You it's know physical. I mean? like, it's physical. It's supposed to be, but you know, it's almost seeming like they're they're taking that. I mean, and again. And again this is an offensive league. They want to see the points scored. I get <laughs> right, it. Right, I get right. it. I get it. That's where the money's made. But you know, it's made. It is making it hard for defenders to play this game. Um, and uh, and it's tough. It's yeah, tough. It, you know what other call I I really dislike? Hey, go oh, ahead. I talk didn't, to I me didn't now. interrupt you. Talk I, to I, me. I really dislike the the penalty, the the coming back to the ball on a, on a bad throw from a quarterback. Right? Okay. Like so so quarterback throws it like a nine ball down the field. Right. And and it's and it's oh, under thrown. And, and, receiver, and the receiver's trying to come back to the ball while a DB still chasing and Correct. he comes back and he I don't like that call either. I don't I'll, like that call either. I'll be honest That's, with you, uh Jordan, like I've heard the great say the goat say this before. It's Tom Brady, right? Absolutely. He, he has he has said that the game is starting to reward quarterbacks for bad throws. I agree. And it is. I think it, I've heard him say that. Yeah. It, it's that nine ball you're talking about. It's the fade the nine ball is a fade down the sideline where the quarterback underthrows the ball, the receiver now has to stop and try to come back to make the play. But because the DB is in coverage and doesn't get his eyes back around, he he's preventing the receiver from coming back to make the play. And the refs are throwing that every single time. Terrible. So much so that you know this. You probably tell your your corners, like, hey, bro, you got to get your eyes around. I mean, you have to. That's yeah. the only way you can. That's the only way you can play it. It's the you only way you to. can play it. So I agree with you. I I don't I don't love the way that the game has changed in that aspect. It's much easier to throw the ball in 2023 than it was yeah. in 2012 when I came in. It's harder for you to play safety now in 2023 than it was when you first Absolutely. came in playing corner or safety in in 2013. Absolutely. So uh, now that we say that, like for you, what's harder to play, corner or safety? Um. Ooh, I, to be honest, I would think corner would probably okay. be a lot harder to play. Um, you know, they're both difficult in their own ways. Obviously, yeah, I think I think at safety, you know, you have to be able to communicate the entire defense. Which at corner, you really just you get a call, you listen to the safety, you know right. what you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? And like it's just technique, fundamentals, and your skill set. You know, like at safety is being able to understand the formations, read the read the play, read the concepts, and communicate and play. You know, it's 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 nuances to both of them. Right. Um, you know, I, I definitely think probably playing corner is probably a little bit harder than it is playing safety. That's probably why I get. I mean, that's why I get paid a lot more. Too. <laughs> get paid a lot of money. <laughs> it's, it's the only position in football where it's like, hey, bro, if you get beat five times today, that's okay. Okay, yeah, right. that's you okay. Make that one play, <laughs> make that one play. And I don't mean beat five times for like a touchdown. I mean like if it right. catches five balls on you right. and underneath and you rattle and you make the tackle, right? It's okay. It's You're good. I always wonder because you played corner in college. Like, how did you? How did you compartmentalize knowing when, like, you had a successful day if you had no picks, right, no fumble <laughs> recoveries? Like, how do you walk out of that game and be like, yeah, Buddy had five catches for 50 yards, and I I, I won that day? Like, Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. You would, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, that's, that's hard, it's hard at corner because you don't you don't even want to have that many tackles either, though. Exactly. Like, if, if, I see a, have... if I see a corner on the depth chart, bro, and he got he he's like the third leading tackler on the team, right. I'm like, bro, he is giving up hella completions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, the stats my stats say zero at corner. You had, you had a good day. You had a, you great had a good day. day. It's, it's funny because that kind of reminds me, like corner is kind of like doing TV. And and you if you wanted to do TV when you're done, bro, you could certainly do it because you, you you know how to articulate it. You're, you're charismatic. You know, you got you got everything that you need. But My on God, TV, bro, you. you have no idea whether you want or lost. Like sometimes it sometimes I, sometimes I go viral on the Internet and like sometimes it's like great viral and then sometimes it's bad viral. You know, what I mean? like I've had more great viral moments than bad viral moments. But you're but like still. the goal isn't to go viral. The goal right. is to do a good job, tell these guys stories the right way, have a good time. And I like come out of a game and I'm like super giddy. I'm like, yeah, man, I we killed it on that one. We won that one. And like something will pop up online. And they'll be like, I can't believe he said this. And I'm like, oh, dang it, man. You know, did you? miss a rule or did you do this or did i say some you know quirky saying or something like that but oh, that's, that's that that kind of reminds me of like of playing corner in, in that aspect but uh to to bring this one in a little bit you were also a part of the demar hamlin uh situation there uh were, were you actually on the field when he went down yeah. and yeah. i had i had actually was calling a college game the day before or a couple of days before. So I, I wasn't on that Monday night football when, when it all happened. So I was watching it all correspond mm-hmm. just when they're sitting on the field and they're giving him CPR to bring him back to life. Like what was going through your head and your teammates head in that moment? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was one of those nights that probably stick in your head for, for a long time, just being on the field and, seeing him there with wires and you know our training staff giving him CPR and the the damn the shock thing and yep. um you know just sitting there talking to Joey B like if, as he's taking a knee next to us like and um just the whole just the whole aura the whole whole thing you know just it definitely replays in your brain sometimes you know right. and then when the when he got Carter, when he got you know carted off by the ambulance and then we go back in the locker room and then you know we're trying to figure out if we're gonna play or if we're not gonna play or if we, you know it's just like you know guys crying guys confused guys you know just all sorts of emotions going through people's head of you know what the hell just happened right. you know, we've been playing this game our whole life um you, know, you see injuries all the time but you never see somebody die on the field in a sense. You never see somebody, you know, struggling for their life, like right there on the NFL field. And not even like in a game you're playing, not even just a game you're playing, my teammate, the dude that I'm playing the same position with, like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. all the, all of that was going through my head, like, and, you know, just more confused as, as anything. Uh, but, uh, you know, just his story and you know, his ability to, to just inspire so many people, including myself, um, you know, from the moment he, he, you know, just fighting for his life right. in the hospital and then being able to come back and, you know, just seeing his smile and seeing how much he uplifts so many people. You right. know, he's such a hero to the world. Um, and so many people just, 
so many people look up to him, and uh, you know, it's 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 cool to just. I was every day I see Micah in the room, and I'm like, bro, like we we got some real life superstars in here. He sits, sits right to my left, like right here, and right. he comes in every morning, has his food, and Vaughn sits two seats ahead of me, and I just sit there and I'll be looking. Sometimes like we got some real life superstars no. like just right here you yeah. know and it's like you know it's like you know just see him put his helmet on man and and you know go out there he I, he played a couple of weeks ago i was hurt yeah. one weekend he was up he was he and he, he was able to get up and see him put his helmet on again and run out there with that three and and, and motivate everybody and right. pump the crowd up man it's so inspirational it's uh you know, it's cool. Like I said, it's a cool story to be part of. You know, you'd wish that it maybe happened, didn't Correct. happen at and all, really. Did, but, yeah. um, but you know, him being here now, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's definitely definitely inspiration for a lot of people, including myself. Yeah, man. I like to to bring it full circle. It feels like everything that we've talked about today, with your own journey and your own story, and how you had to find yourself, and 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 how like your story is going to inspire. Like when people hear this, man, it's going to inspire people to want to be better, to want to do better. And I feel like the same thing has happened with Damar because like his immediate reaction when he woke up in the hospital was like, did we win? Right. right. And now, and now like every step of the way, he simply tried to do things to keep winning. Like right. to say that a guy died on the football field and he was now dying to get back on it, right? I remember right. in the preseason, I'm watching the games, and I'm like, yo, this dude is hitting people. Like, like no fear, no right. blinking. And I think – I know you'll never take credit for this, bro, but I, I really believe y'all's room also inspired DeMar to be doing what he's doing today because he has two great safeties in that room with him and you and Micah Hyde, and you guys have great leadership on that team and great leadership on that defense. I think he felt like he owed it to, to you guys, to the people that were watching to do everything he possibly could to get back out there. And Bengals coach uh, Zach Taylor even said it was a unbelievable miracle that he was mm -hmm. able to come back and do what he did, but I don't think he does it without you guys and massive shout out. Uh, I believe your guy's trainer's name is uh, Denny Kellington yeah, uh, for, yeah. for everything that he did on that Absolutely. field and everything the staff did to get him back to life. But uh, I believe there's something going on with y'all's team and you're a part of that. DeMar's a part of that. And that's why I believe Bill's Mafia is in for a treat for the rest of this year and for years to Absolutely. come. I don't think y'all's championship window is closed. Uh, I think you've got at least five more wonderful Ooh. years of football in you. I know. Listen, I'm 33. <laughs> you, you're 31, right? Yeah, I'm 32. You're 32. I, I, I got five. So I got if you five, got 37-year-old 30, 30, safety now, that's old now. That's a little old, but I think you can get it done, especially yes, with what you're doing with this, uh, you know, ayahuasca. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, sir. Maybe yes, rejuvenate sir. you a little on. bit. Maybe you know a little, what I'm saying? A little rejuvenation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Mind, body, spirit. Yes, sir. Before you go, the show is called uh, the ones, right? You are one of those ones. Yes, Who sir. would you say are your top three ones at safety? Uh, uh, ever? No, not ever. Uh, not ever. Just right now in the game. Right now in the game, I would have to say, and there's a couple young safeties that are playing really good, but I'd have to put my dog Justin Simmons up there. Okay. I'd have to put my dog... 
obviously had to put two, three up there. And myself, what you oh, mean? There you go. Uh, <laughs> hey, just the same as Micah Hydro player. Let's go. What you mean? Come on, now. Come on, now. Crazy. You're crazy. But I, I do like, like Justin Simmons' game. I do like his game a lot. Um, I watched his tape in the offseason quite a bit. Uh, he's a very smart, instinctual football player, and uh, I do enjoy watching him play. He had a hell of a game the other day against the Chiefs, too. He did. He did. Nah, man. I appreciate you uh, coming on. You were very open, very vulnerable. Um, Absolutely. This was uh, an amazing conversation. I, I was honestly the most excited for this one, and we talked to a lot of people, but I was excited for this one because of who you are, uh, our relationship as far as being teammates and just watching you grow. Uh, I thank you for, for helping me help the people that are watching this episode and listening on podcasts everywhere that they can truly become one of one in their own life. And I think your story goes a long way in that. So I appreciate you for coming on. Absolutely. Brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, bro. I really oh. appreciate it, man. Keep doing your thing, bro. I, I love seeing you on TV every weekend, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really cool, man. Keep inspiring, brother. Appreciate you, dog. Yes, sir. Woo, holy guacamole. What a conversation that was with my main man, Jordan Poyer, starting safety for the Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia, stand up. Support him and everything that he is doing. Such a great player. And honestly, just has an amazing journey that he is on right now. And I want us all to support him through that. So now we're going to go ahead and transition to the quarter bounce backs. It's kind of weird to say that, isn't it? Quarter bounce backs, like the two, you, whatever. Quarter bounce backs, let's go. We're going to talk about Joe Burrow. All right, first of all, a few weeks ago, I said that the Cincinnati Bengals should not play Joe Burrow anymore. They should allow him to get healthy, you know, fully healthy from his calf injury. And let's just say... He gave me a whole lot of a shit sandwich, okay? He basically told me to shut up, and he went out there, and he's played great ever since I made that statement. Now, I don't retract that statement because I fully want Joe Burrow to be healthy, not just for this year, but for 15 years to come. And it didn't look like he was mobile enough to protect himself. Well, I'll tell you what, this past week, whoo, he was mobile, all right? Not only was he mobile and scrambling and looked like him old, his old self, he completed 87% of his passes. I mean, we're talking about the Joe Burrow that we're used to seeing, diagnose the defense, be surgical with the way that he's throwing the football, got Jamar Chase involved, 100 yards receiving with the 10 catches that he got, and the Cincinnati Bengals, top to bottom, are playing the best that they have played all year. That game against San Francisco – was the best outing that they've had. And now when you look at the AFC playoff picture, they're creeping their way back up into the standings. And that is not a good sign for the rest of the NFL because you don't want Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, who is one of the best in the league and should be a head coach. Now he's got Joe Burrow fully back healthy, playing at a high level. Woo! Watch out for the Cincinnati Bengals. Second quarter bounce back is Russell Wilson. Now, if you watched the game, you would understand that he was 12 of 19 for 119 yards and three touchdowns. Now, the three touchdowns will, will stand out to everybody, and they'll say, oh, my gosh, he's back. And I'm not saying he's not back. But what I am saying is that he made the most of the opportunities that were given to him. The Kansas City Chiefs turned the ball over five times. We're talking about a Denver Broncos defense that gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. They held Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to zero touchdowns. Mahomes had 29 straight games with a touchdown. And the Broncos, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, shut that streak down. I mean, we're talking about this is the first time in 16 games that the Broncos have beaten the Chiefs. 
First time they won a game against the Chiefs since 2015. Let me give you a, a little history lesson. In 2015, David Letterman was still hosting The Late Show. The first Apple Watch, right? The first Apple Watch had just dropped. I was still in Washington in 2015. And Jada Pickett-Smith was actually married to Will Smith at that time. So they're talking about what feels like light years away. Russell Wilson goes out there. He turns those turnovers into touchdowns, into points for the Broncos. And maybe, just maybe, it could be a spark for them to get back in the swing of things. I don't know. But as Russell Wilson says, Broncos country, let's ride. And third, we got... Mr. Justin Herbert from the L.A. Chargers. Okay, quarter bounce back. Now, when you look at his numbers and you say, oh, well, he's been playing very well. Yes, but they just haven't been winning games. So what's the difference? They get Austin Eckler back. And if you look at the game and you watch the actual tape, don't worry about the fact that he didn't have two yards per carry running the football. I believe it was 15 carries for 29 yards, but he had 94 receiving yards. And that's the beauty of Austin Eckler. It doesn't matter how he gets the yards for his quarterback, Justin Herbert. It's just the fact that he gets the yards. He was their leading receiver. He has now 40 touchdowns. I believe it's 40 touchdowns since the beginning of 2021. The most of any player in the NFL. I think he's got 11 more than the next closest guy who I believe has 29. So he's a touchdown scoring machine. He's back in the fold after missing, uh, I believe, four games after uh, a high ankle sprain in the first week of the of the season. And Justin Herbert is just miraculously playing better. And now the Chargers are winning games again. I love to see it for Justin Herbert. He's got a guy that he can rely on in Austin Eckler, a guy that's going to protect him. And it's allowing him to go back there and throw the football with much more confidence. So good job for those three quarterbacks to get their quarter bounce back weeks rolling. All right, people. Well, that's a wrap for episode seven of RG3 and the Ones. Want to say a massive thank you to my main man, Jordan Poyer, starting safety for the Buffalo Bills. Came on here, had a very open and honest, vulnerable conversation, not just about football, but also about life. And I know anybody that listened to it in its entirety came away with something that they can take into their own lives and apply. So I want to make sure you guys understand that we need you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, right? Listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on our social media channels at RG3 and The Ones. Know that we will be posting daily clips to get you guys excited about the episodes that will be dropping every single Thursday. Now, none of this would be possible if it wasn't for Way Sports and Entertainment in partnership with Whispering Oaks Productions and our producers on the back end that do everything they possibly can to make sure that this show flows in a very smooth fashion. And also, they keep me in line. So I want to say thank you guys once again. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on our social media channels at RG3 and The Ones. And before I let you guys go, just know that we love to give that motivation. So I want to encourage you all to go out there and understand that you cannot get time back in this life. So go out and do some main character stuff. All right. Before it's too late. You deserve it. You've earned it. Life is a beautiful thing. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. What's that? <laughs> Come here. Come here. Ah. Halloween at its finest. What's up? You gonna say something? Are you a flamingo?